0: This is Ringo Starr, and I'd just like to say Merry Christmas and a really happy New Year
1: to all listeners.
2: This is John Lennon saying on behalf of the Beatles, have a very happy Christmas and a good New Year.
1: This is Paul McCartney here. I'd just like to wish you everything you wish yourselves for
2: Christmas. George Harrison speaking. I'd like to take this opportunity of wishing a very merry Christmas, listeners everywhere.
3: to this week's when they was fab merry christmas everybody i'm ed shan i'm
0: lonnie pena
1: and i'm martin Quibel. i was trying to come up with a funny name but i haven't
3: well you always have a funny name but only if we get to see it
1: yes the one for this episode to give it away is humbug
3: <laughs> Before we get into our topic for this week, we got a couple of things that have been going on. First off, McCartney finished off his tour in Brazil on the 16th of December and it was filmed for Disney Plus, but only Disney Plus in Brazil. Oh, so it was televised. It was live? it was actually streamed live Stream on live. Disney Plus in Brazil. The entire show is available on YouTube, and there are uncompressed versions if you care to go
1: out and find them. Yeah, very, very interesting. Is this the one where we dedicated Jet to Denny?
3: He did that for like the last five or six shows uh, on this tour. So it was just exclusive
0: then to Brazil?
3: It was exclusive to Brazil, yep. It didn't even air, as far as I know, throughout South or Central America okay. on Disney+. But, I mean, you know, there are ways and people have (laughs) uh, obtained copies and they are out there if you choose to find them. And the easiest way to find it, at least until it goes off, until someone pulls it down, is it is currently on YouTube. So,
1: okay. Hmm. I wonder if this spells a change where in each territory he will have a concert from that territory showing on their version of Disney+. Plus.
3: He didn't do it in Australia, and he Hmm. didn't do it in Mexico, so, well, I think Paul's just trying to figure it out, to be honest with you.
0: Maybe it was a dry run for something to come. Yeah, Let's try this, and then maybe we'll do something later, see how this viewership is.
1: You watch a DVD and Blu-ray release for a concert film called We May Make It to Mexico City. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, we're we're not going back there, although we will talk about that next week. We're going to do a year and wrap up, and we'll talk about Mexico City. We'll talk about Ringo. There was a lot and not as much as we would have hoped that happened this year, although it's looking like 2024 is going to be a big year.
1: Hopefully. It's a catch-up year, I think.
3: The one thing that did happen of late, which no one was really asking for, although it is—I will admit—it's slightly clever—is the third anniversary edition of McCartney Three.
0: And what to expect for the fifth anniversary, or should we say the sixth? I guess we got to go threes, right? Three, six, nine. So I got my copy in the other day. I got the and splatter. It looks
1: sweet.
0: <laughs> I got that. Did you see that? I sent a picture to the folks here.
3: The way they're shipping it, it is. Limit four, and you have no guarantees as to which of the three versions you get. So oh. I guess the,
0: the thing is, you have to purchase it in increments. Don't purchase all four at the same
1: time, oh. right? It's like the Led Zeppelin album that you never knew which cover you were getting.
3: Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. It had
1: exactly the bag so. over it, and yeah. through the outdoors.
3: And we'll probably talk about that film next week as well. Because that was this year, the the film about hypnosis. But uh, anyway, that's for next week. There's a special litho in each one, handwritten lyrics, again, like he's been doing in the archive editions, to the point of reproducing the original paper that Paul had done the the drawings on. There's a poster of the uh, Ed Ruscha design for the original McCartney 3 cover, and there's a new cover on this. So, you
0: know. You know, in each vinyl, I notice uh, there's posting pictures that they're all unique. Even the splatter's unique. It's not like a rubber stamp. They're slightly different.
3: Even like the ones that is basically the same, the the one which looks like the Google logo or which looks like the old Simon game, the borders are slightly different between each one, which you kind of expect because they pour it and then smooth it. Right, and a splatter is different. I have less
0: red than I noticed some others have a little bit more red around the rim. I have less, you know, so I guess it's just they're all unique to some degree. You're going on to eBay
1: then for the more red copy.
0: Oh, yeah. I just <laughs> want to get the variations, I guess. I don't know. It's I got to break this habit, Ed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't bought one, although despite being limited, there's not that huge an audience for these things you say you that today <laughs> it's not like the single <laughs> box where they sold out kind of immediately and and we have to remember that earlier this year they were giving away both black and some of the colors of McCartney 3 you and me just dumped out a bunch of their vinyl for $8 or $10 shipping a piece and they were normally limiting to you to one, but they would let you buy McCartney 3 plus one other one for that same $10 shipping. The fact that there's no new music, and actually that's fine. I would kind of like to see a deluxe edition of McCartney 3 somewhere along the line here, but we'll see when that happens. I mean, it's yeah. it, M- McCartney likes the album, and like you say, the, the third anniversary edition, that's kind of cute. It's a little bit hard to believe that it's been three years since McCartney 3.
1: I know. Another three years and we'll get the remix. <laughs> yeah, we get the stripped-down version.
3: And then in between there, we got the covers version of three.
0: Oh, that's right. You reimagine, which had its own set of different colors. Mm. That'll be out next year.
1: The, oh, the,
0: f- the fourth anniversary of the. Of the, th- <laughs> the uh,
3: so, so Lonnie <laughs> bought one, and we know that uh, our friend Tom Hunyadi bought one.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll bet you he did.
3: But as far as I know, he hasn't gone all the way to the, I need all three different versions. But Joe Mayo got sent the versions. He went the easy way. They like YouTubers. They don't like us podcasters.
1: Hmm. (laughs) me! What does that tell you, Ed?
3: Maybe we need to start doing YouTube.
0: Get the video up. Where's the laptop camera? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then I have to come up with a background if I do that.
3: So kind of- <laughs> we will consider it next year once I get uh, my copy of the uh, the Apple Vision, where I can create whatever background I want in it. Oh, you, don't you, see, you don't have to see you don't have to see my how messy my hair is at any given moment.
1: <laughs> no, but your Doctor oh. Who background on Facebook was great. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Yeah.
3: One last thing before we get into our main topic: we have heard the rumors, we had seen some of the scenes from filming and now the juice has been spilled. There is going to be a Beatles episode of Doctor Who in the new season. Russell T. Davies came out and said that it's going to be set in 1963, and it's going to be at least part of it set in Studio One.
1: Nice. They're going to get Paul to do motion capture in one of those (laughs) with those dots on his
3: face. (laughs) Wouldn't that be just the greatest surprise if Paul actually showed up? I mean, you know, as we know, the Beatles were supposed to do Doctor Who in 1965, dressed up as old men.
1: Right.
3: Brian ended up against that. And so, well, probably better since, uh, well, we couldn't have actually had Beatles as old men. But uh,
0: they showed up and help as old men. Or maybe that, not. That, that is true as well. Yeah.
3: So. <laughs> anyway, we will, I'm sure, do a show on it once it actually airs we don't know when the new season is going to start probably in this late spring or early summer and one of the first batch of four is going to be this beatles episode my only question is they reproduce the abbey road cover so how is this going to fit in with 1963 although he's a time Mm. traveler so i mean you can go from the main story to 1969
0: Mm. being a time traveler you can do that
1: 1963 such a good year that's uh, the year you bought that outfit then you know we can go to see the beatles play in 1963 but the ice age is only a click away on the dial can i meet john lennon what not ringo why doesn't anybody ever want to meet ringo there's no such thing as a sexy drummer you know i never considered that then again why would i 1963 Beatles' first two albums, Sean Connery as James Bond, The Kinks, The Rolling Stones, Mary Quant, John Steed, and Kathy Gale. Right now, out there, London is the coolest place not just on Earth, but the whole galaxy.
3: On to our main topic. I first picked up this disc in 1995, along with Anthology One. Oh, you did. The Old Cactus had it out on the CD rack right next to Anthology One.
0: Okay, so what are you talking about exactly?
3: The name of this disc is Rubber Band. It comes from a Dutch group who call themselves Beatmas, B-E-A-T-M-A-S. So the name of the band is Beatmas? Apparently so. Let's go, Beatmas, oh, Jingle Bell Rock!
0: Okay, and the name of their album is Rubber Band?
3: It is Rubber Band, yes. If you look at the cover... They are kind of doing the help thing, but they're all in Santa costumes.
0: It's like a Christmas album?
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is a Christmas album. These guys are actually like Dutch metal artists. The Beatmas is just their Christmas Beatles thing. OK.
0: Yeah, but, right. uh, oh, are they still together? As you said this was some years ago.
3: It started in 94. They did a TV show, and they did three of the songs that are on this record. Unlike the Santa suits they're wearing on the cover of the album, they're also wearing Santa suits uh, on their TV appearance, but they are stylized very much like Pepper suits. Some of them have badges on it, and you got the the fasteners much like uh, the Pepper fasteners. Is this similar to like a Ruttles special? Well, I mean, it, it was just kind of this variety or late night talk show thing. And they okay. just bought them on.
0: Never heard of them.
3: At the time, nobody really knew who they were because, well, they were in Santa suits.
0: And they were pretty much unknown <laughs> to everyone except for Ed.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, unless you're Dutch. Oh, unless you're, you're Dutch. Dutch yeah. You probably know who these guys are. Otherwise, no, we really don't know who these guys are all that much.
0: Ooh. That's news to me.
3: So you had never heard this before. I pointed never. you to this record. Never, ever. Uh, it, this has some sentimental value to me because it was brand new with anthology one, and I got it at the same time. And so,
0: oh, okay,
3: well, cool. Uh, and the entire record is now available on uh, YouTube.
0: And it was at the Old Cactus record, right? yes, next door to the Alabama Theater.
3: Exactly. Oh, okay. You know, this has kind of become a thing. Beatles bands will do Beatles Christmas carols, but if you l- listen to like the Fab Four version, they really kind of take Beatles songs and put Christmas carol lyrics to it. This one they kind of take the Christmas carols and add Beatle isms to it. So they kinda go the other way. The tune is much more the Christmas carol tune than it is any kind of Beatles tune.
0: It's a parody okay. off of not just the Beatles, a parody of Christmas tunes done by like Bruce Springsteen.
1: What do you think, Martin? Like you said, you know, they've got the actual tune of the original Christmas song, but the arrangements that they've done, they've based on Beatles songs, as opposed to them being straight copies of the Beatles songs.
3: The Fab Four are the ones who are most recognized for their Beatles Christmas mashup things, although, like, the Weaklings have done uh, Revolution Wonderland.
2: Yeah!
3: Winter Wonderland, in the style of uh, Revolution 1
1: off the White Album. Mm. Your Christmas music must be very alternative, Ed. Why is that? Because <laughs> you have this, and then you've got the other ones that you've mentioned as well. They're, they're all Beatle-related, almost, Christmas.
3: Well, not all of them. I mean, I do have, like, the Bing Crosby Christmas record, and I will stream just regular Christmas music at times, but do you really want to listen to Mariah Carey's version of All I Want for Christmas is You ever again well if it's a beat mess version
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> need darlene love to do it
3: darlene love has done both the real one and the parody version she did christmas time for the jews on snl and that's a classic and whatever you think of phil specter the phil specter christmas record which was briefly on apple is great yeah that's right i have it still Ooh. drink
0: wrap <laughs> wow <laughs> almost Brilliant. sealed but I did open it in the 70s. <laughs> All
3: right, into the disc. Song number one, Jingle Bell Rock in the style of Please, Please Me.
0: That's incredible.
2: Dancing and in Jingle Bell Square.
0: That's actually one of my favorites on this mm, yeah, disc. I love this. It, it's, it's really quite clever.
3: <laughs> the, the first thing I notice is that they're doing the really wide stereo, the old school uh, style stereo on their oh, production um. of this. Well, I
0: didn't listen to it on the headphones. I didn't take it all that serious, Ed. <laughs> but I will but I now. I'll listen to it. i will it to now, the. But- I'll compare it to the original mix.
3: I thought that was kind of clever, and that sort of matched up. Having heard the new version of the Red Album, it kind of made me listen to what they were doing a little bit differently. All okay. This it's like, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, okay. There, there are things they got which are Right.
0: Hmm. Is it the new 180 gram or is this the CD? I
3: really want to know. There are multiple copies of this. We don't have multiple colors, although I I would like to see a candy cane red and white of this disc. That would be a lot of
0: fun. I like to get the splatter because I'm into splatter.
1: (laughs) I wonder if there's a mono mix and then we could do a whole mixology on it. Yes.
3: (laughs) The Mono well, maybe, Mixes are the best. <laughs> maybe next year we can try and find one or more of these guys and get them on the show, huh?
1: That's a good idea. That's the Jingle Bell Rock.
3: Their McCartney is really very good. I like the singing of their McCartney. He's better than a lot of fake Pauls. He's better than the real one. <laughs> At Not times. <laughs> There's one weird bit where he he kind of goes into that in the frosty air. It's like, what are you trying to do there? The come on, come on backing and the harmony. uh, It's a lot of fun.
0: Well, I was listening to the mono version. It's just not there.
3: (laughs) I'm serious.
0: I just didn't hear all that, Ed. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, You need to put your left (laughs) ear (laughs) in.
3: Yeah. And then they add the lyrics, twist and shout in a jingle bell beat. Again, fun. And then we get the actual please, please me outro played on Christmas bells. Brilliant. <laughs> Track number two, Santa Claus is coming to town in the style of eight days a week. Actually, more or less a straight stylistic cover of eight days a week. Yeah. The intro gives it away. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: basically what i heard was just the intro it was almost force feeding you in this in a christmas style this is going to be a Beatles song but we're going to do santa claus is coming to town our way but the intro is the beatles but that's it
3: got the hand claps and you got little bits and pieces that are clearly from eight days a week now was this a Peter Jackson hand claps I, I don't think so. Were they were they panned left and right in stereo? <laughs> <laughs> they really need to ADT these hand claps, don't they?
1: I think they did yeah. a malware on this. But we need a Giles remix of this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want a Giles remix of the Ruddles album. So. Now we're serious now. This is serious it, talk. It is Christmas. Once again, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> You're getting this on or about Christmas Day, so...
0: So, it just can listen to us in the background while you're opening your presents. That's fine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, track number three, uh, rocking around the Christmas tree in the style of I saw her standing there. yeah, caught my rubber band nameless Billa like rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. this is actually good as a song. This actually is. The performance good. is is, good. Good. is really a pretty good performance. Uh, it does start with the one two, three, four.
2: one, two, three, four.
3: and then you got the guitar opening. Yeah.
0: I like this one actually. I wish you would have <laughs> gave us heads up on this several weeks ago, because uh, me and a buddy of mine, we played at a Christmas community festival several weeks ago, and I would have played this one. We would have did this one exactly how they do it, but I didn't Lovely. know about it. <laughs> Next year, we're going to do this. I already know the arrangement. It's it's I saw her standing
3: there. I mean, not exactly. I mean,
2: not exactly.
3: You, you got to get the notes right because, I mean, the, the tune is rocking around the Christmas tree. Although on the bass, and I guess you would be playing the bass, aren't you playing the bass in the uh, Lights in the Heights thing? Yeah, I'm
0: playing the bass and the guitar. So, playing so, bass so guitar. The, <laughs> the,
3: the, the bass, the, it, they make no bones about it. He is still playing the I'm Talking About You, which I also found find no, really, okay. really funny. No. He didn't change that up at all.
1: Yeah. Do you think they got the lyrics a bit mistaken, though?
3: I was wondering that. Are the European lyrics slightly different than what we sing?
1: I thought it was deck the halls with boughs. Bows of, of holly, yeah.
3: So what they're singing is set the house with lots of holly. It's like, I don't know if that yeah. quite works, but I mean, again, it yeah. may just be different the way they sing it, or it may have just been we can't make this work with the tune. Well, like John yeah. Lennon
0: did with Memphis. You know? <laughs>
3: small code. Small code took coat. the message. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Again, yeah. we're going to force feed you whatever we want on the lyrics.
1: It well, was going down 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 to the penitentiary. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> the solo is slightly different. The solo is more rock around the Christmas tree than the solar standing there solo, but it's close.
0: George solos were always different. Well, on this we particular know, song,
3: yeah, George never played the same solo twice,
1: right? I wonder if this uh, if this inspired Giles to do the mashups for the love uh, music.
3: I could see that, quite possibly. Uh, that it ends with someone shouting, "I got Christmas in my fingers." <laughs> I like that.
0: That's a nice tour. Christmas in my fingers. <laughs>
3: Helter Skelter style shout out there. Well, they all just right, went the- all out there. <laughs> the next song is one that I wouldn't expect. They're not doing just old style Christmas. So maybe they will do the... Uh- mariah carey one if they do a volume two of this last christmas in the style of please mr postman which is also a lot of fun so that's a cover well last christmas is a wham original right but it's a, if the beatles would have done it, it would have been a cover and it's done in the style of please mr postman which is also a cover
1: a cover yeah yeah
3: well-spotted so Mr. Pena This is deep stuff, folks We're I, think you're, deep right. tracks, deep I think you're right I think you're right I think this is very deep This is more Last Christmas than it is Please Mr. Postman Where they're just sort of dropping in little things from Please Mr. Postman
0: Okay, just to give you the flavor Beatmus
3: Last Christmas It's beat or mess. Beat mess. <laughs> <laughs> they get the harmony right. And then at the very end, they do drop in about half a verse of the original, Please, Mr. Postman.
1: Nice. Well, they need the Christmas cards delivering, don't they?
3: I'm
2: going
0: to go on tour with this next Christmas. <laughs> and, pe- and just I think you'll make um, big books at least $30 a gig. I'm just looking for a you know bar tab. That's all I want.
3: Yeah. Maybe you can go and visit <laughs> Sam Wiles over in England and
1: yeah. he will
3: pay for your bar tab.
1: Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs> because he oh. owes us, doesn't he, Martin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> What's kind of amazing is some people believe that this is actually the Beatles when i was looking up some stuff on youtube and on message boards it's like oh it's the beatles doing last christmas it's like the song came out in 1984 guys
0: yeah and who wrote that was that someone by the name of ed chen i didn't write that (laughs) okay
3: i'm like martin i can spot a fake
1: (laughs) okay is that like Spotify? <laughs> Spotify?
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering, Martin was trying to convince us that the Beatles had something to do with Lost in Space because, well, he saw a post. Oh, that's right.
1: Oh, yes. It
3: was yeah, very good, though. He's was a good fake. It was a good Photoshop. Bill Mooney, the light is different on him. I knew it was a Photoshop right away. That's yeah, why That's why yeah. I went to go find the original. Yeah. Anyway.
0: It's like when Lennon <laughs> visited uh, Happy Days, right? Is that Photoshop?
3: Well, no, that's real. That's true. Oh, what? That is true. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's real. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, yeah. Lonnie just wants me to cut more. (laughs) Last Christmas was kept out of the number one spot by Do They Know It's Christmas? Okay. (laughs) Last Christmas was number two, and Do They Know It's Christmas was number one. Oh, oh,
0: okay. I thought there was (laughs) something else here.
3: And for whatever reason, old songs – hit the charts much much later as we know brenda lee's rocking around the christmas tree is now in the billboard top 10 of course it was number one
1: for a short while in the top 10 recently
3: so like really? like in this year yes like yeah this year like just oh, recently oh, oh. Hmm. last christmas 36 years after its release finally got to number one in 2021
1: it you know george loved his number ones so I know he's around, it's like a really lovely nod to him and I can feel him smiling and so happy that he's got the Christmas number one.
2: I mean, it's always been a popular song. You hear it wherever you go at this time of year. I wonder what expressed it into the number one spot just this
1: week? Well, this year was the Netflix documentary, the, the Wham, it was Wham uh, Netflix documentary, which was a great insight to the boys and their relationship and the whole story of Wham, which was only like a four or five year period. Um, so I personally think that's what it must have been.
0: How about Wonderful Christmas Time? Did that ever hit number one? I
1: don't think it ever hit number one. I'm sure it will one of these days. Paging Ken Michaels. Ed, you do know an interesting fact about last Christmas. It's the only time during the Christmas charts that somebody has been a singer on both number one and number two in the singles charts. 84?
3: I guess Paul's never done that. Something else for him to try and accomplish.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he can do it.
2: (laughs) You can do it! You can do it all night long! You can do it!
3: Feliz Navidad in the style of No Reply. I like this. This is clever. That's a good one. Yeah. The weird bit where they kind of go into a Cheech and Chong thing at, at the intro is <laughs> that's kind of strange.
2: Hey, ¿qué pasa, pendejo? <laughs> Feliz Navidad.
0: I just wish they would have did like a Pee version of this, like Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Navidad. Feliz Navidad. (laughs) But no, Uh, we didn't get that on this one No,
3: no, we didn't get the the Uh. Guitar It's the original This is, again, kind of a mix But it's more Feliz Navidad than it is No Reply
1: I like that you caught the bells
2: Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad Feliz Navidad Prospero anno e felicità
0: We need some eggnog before you listen to this podcast today.
3: <laughs> Lots of bourbon. We're doing the Blotto Beatles but although none of us are actually drinking right now. Speak
0: for yourself.
1: I can change that. I've got some Jack Daniels.
3: <laughs>
0: now whiles we're talking about it, get it?
3: Wows. <laughs> I like the hand claps on uh but behind the I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, bit
2: I wanna wish you
3: That's nice. And that's very beatly.
0: And they're in stereo, right? We've got to do the stereo hand claps,
3: folks. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Then you get Christmas bells doing the, I saw the light part of uh, No Reply, which I also like. Yeah. Well,
0: that's Todd Rundgren, though, right? I saw the light.
3: Mm. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, that, that is Todd Rundgren. And-
0: <laughs> See, Todd Rundgren to the bad finger to George Harrison.
3: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, That works.
1: Well, well, Todd Rungren to Ringo Starr to George Harrison.
3: <laughs> Next up, another one, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus in the style of All My Loving.
0: Yeah, this one was really good, though. I really enjoyed this one. It's another one
3: where the performance is really pretty good. Yes. They do,
0: yeah, They were. I was going to say that. That's a really tight performance, and they mesh it up, mesh up very well on this great guitar
3: really strong lead in on the vocal the one thing you get by listening to this is john lennon is the only one who could ever do those triplets the guy there in this band tries and he does a pretty good job but it is nowhere near the john lennon version
0: and we do have to say that the drummer was actually pete best on this
3: No, 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 no. No, this, no? This, oh. this guy can do some different fills. <laughs> As we know, Pete Best can only do one fill. Oh, oh, oh. okay. <clears throat> okay. So Best was not the drummer? No, no, okay. Pete Best was not the drummer. Okay. okay. The solo is very, very close to the All My Loving solo.
2: What well,
3: In addition to the trip was not being quite right, the drummer has a little bit of trouble keeping up with. That's what I was saying, but I guess not. Ever so slightly, (laughs) ever so slightly behind the rest of the man,
1: but that's okay. They could have recorded it at a slower speed and then turned it up. Very speed. Very speed. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And then it's got the ooze at the end. Again, I like that. Next track, Jingle Bells
0: in the style of Love Me Do. This one was okay. I liked the harmonica when that came in, but then it kind of lost me a little bit.
3: The singer is not doing a great John
0: Lennon here. Yeah.
3: And it's very odd, going into the harmonica, instead of having someone go up and do a high vocal, they have someone going down and doing a low bass vocal.
2: Oh, what fun to...
3: that
1: yeah yeah this is a case of do you remember on top of most where i was saying that if i had a vinyl copy of this i'd probably get rsi from skipping the song constantly having to lift the needle (laughs) away to the next song
3: this is one that you don't care for there's one further down that i kind of don't care for all that much but i'll take this and they they make a reference to riding through the snow instead of dashing through the snow it's like another is Mm. gee are the lyrics just different there or did someone hand them a lyric sheet which um,
0: yeah probably that they're probably just trying to fake it which they did a terrible job on this one but uh
1: pre-google days you see (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) next up we finally get out of the early groove i like the production because it is very clearly late 80s early 90s recording studio technology trying to Ape the 60s sound, you know, there was a period of about five or six years there where people would want to sound like the 60s, and just using the technology at the time, it sounded just terrible.
0: Well, yeah, there was a transition period in the 90s, you know, going from analog to digital.
3: This is amusing because it is so resonant of that period. Yeah, one,
1: two, three, four, one, two.
2: Rudolph the had a very shiny nose.
3: They're trying to do uh, Taxman. The song is Rudolph the red nose Reindeer in the style of Taxman, but. You know, some of the bits fit, but when they try and go, you know, slightly psychedelic, it just sounds like something from the 90s.
0: Yeah, well, this is where I get to my point of they're force feeding you Beatles songs with the Christmas, you know, some of this just doesn't work. And I think this is an example of one that doesn't
3: work. I actually think the version works better than it does. I just think they didn't really have the technology to do it properly. The Mm. guitar solo is great, and I kind of like the little riffs they do, like Rudolph instead of Taxman going into the solo. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was clever, and I thought that was pretty good. And then the harmony going off into that glows—you know—it's it's all very clever. Maybe too clever by half, but it is all very clever. And uh, whoever's playing the solo—it's a good copy of the Taxman solo. That was Paul McCartney. <laughs> mm. So Paul McCartney put on a costume and joined the Beatmas for uh, in go. the recording studio, huh?
0: I
1: wouldn't put it past to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was what was this Bernard what was the guy's name Bernard
3: Bernard Webb Webb <laughs> oh okay
1: just have a look and see if the credits have got guest guitar by Paul Ramon. <laughs> I prefer Paul McCartney's version of this song.
3: <laughs> this is another one that you've got to consider a miss. Like the I I like it a little bit better than you do, I think. But all right. Uh, next up, I actually had never heard the original of this. Uh, Mary's Boy Child in the style of Nowhere Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This was an unusual one, but it was, it was interesting though. I I give him credit for this one for trying.
3: Uh, This is the the original song, uh, the most known version was by uh, Harry Belafonte. Oh, okay.
2: Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day.
3: As a Calypso song, which makes me think, gee, why didn't they take the opportunity to uh, do a, a ska bluebeat kind of thing behind this?
2: And final place to punch each high, not a single room was inside. By and by, they finally don't know oh in the stable of for long. And Dark,
3: boy was born. To the tune of I Call Your Name or something.
1: Oh, like I said, they could have done this to the tune of O oh Bloody. Oh, Bloody oh, oh yeah. Blood well, there,
3: there you go. That would have worked as well. But Ooh, uh, yeah, well.
1: or because.
3: <laughs> Acapella opening, which is not too much Nowhere Man-ish, but it's, it's clearly what they're trying to do. I like the guitars. I like both the acoustic and the electric guitars. I like the vocal harmonies, the the ooh-la-la's, which are both like Nowhere Man and not like Nowhere Man. Yeah. The solo's very different. For whatever reason, they botched the ding at the end of the solo. It's like, how do you mess that one up?
1: Why why didn't they just re-record the solo or just punch in? Yeah, well... Getting technical there. uh, Uh...
3: (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of technical, but yeah. The other thing I will say is, uh, and maybe Obladi would have been a better choice for doing it to the tune of, because they just kind of start running the lyrics out there at the end of this song. When
2: they found a little note in a state-
1: A bit like a Jim Steinman sort of thing. All those lyrics. Yeah,
3: exactly. So you just got to keep singing and singing and singing. And it's like, okay, all right, I gotcha. All right, White Christmas in the style of Ticket to Ride. I like this one. It's got the Ticket to Ride guitar.
0: Well, you can't go wrong with a ticket to Ride, no matter what you sing to it. They do it back to the 90s.
3: Again, the faux Paul vocal is very good. Their Paul is great. He is one of the better fake Pauls that's out there. Don't tell Joe Biarty. He's the second best to Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And then again, we talk about the phrasing. I like the phrasing. The phrasing is very McCartney esque, particularly. And then, because there isn't really a middle eight that fits, they fly in just a little bit of So This Is Christmas. And so this is
2: Christmas And what have you done Another year over A new one just begun
1: Paul needs to cover White Christmas.
3: Yeah, he does, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need the McCartney Christmas album, which we know he's recorded. He brings it out for the family every year at Christmas. Hmm.
1: But He could release the version from then and do a old man Macca version as well.
3: <laughs> then I also like just this the very end. One thing these guys are good at is coming up with the ways to end these songs. The, there is no time to be sad. It's Christmas Day. I really like that. That's well done. Yeah. All right. On to the one that I don't think fits quite so well Silent Night, done in the style of Lucy in the Sky. Uh, the first thing I thought when I was listening to this is gee, this sounds like Ethan Alexanian's podcast theme.
1: I wonder you know, where Ethan a-
0: got his podcast theme from. Now, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, now there we you know.
1: Go. <laughs> why didn't they do it to Good Night?
3: That's a brilliant idea, actually. Well, why? Because that would have worked perfectly. The other thing is, they try and go into the middle bit of Lucy, and there's just nothing there in Silent Night for them to go into. Yeah. <laughs> This is a miss. They could have done, you know, the same thing that they just did and and throw in just a little bit of wonderful Christmas time or ding dong, ding dong after the drum bit to make it work. But the one thing that does work is once again, the bass playing is both the Lucy in the Sky bass playing and not the Lucy in the Sky bass playing. And then again, the outro on this tune, it goes out with the love, love, love. And I like that a whole lot. Okay, so it ends with kind of a pastiche of the Beatles' Christmas records. Baron is born in Home. You get a chord kind of like the Day in the Life chord. You get a little bit of All You Need Is Love. You get a little bit of goofing around like on the Christmas records. Or like we're doing this evening. Greensleeves, Bells, uh, a bit of She Loves You. And the guys in Beatmas get to use their actual accents.
0: Which is not a New York accent.
3: No, no, they are not Maypang.
0: And that's not British accents.
3: No, they are Dutch accents. Okay. They're doing what we're doing here. We're having a little bit of fun because it's Christmas, yeah. And then it ends with Le Marcier, And that's the end of the record. There's a lot of memories for you here, Ed. A nice, tight 32 minutes, you know? <laughs> uh, and so, so some are good and, and some are less good, but it's still a good listen. If, if you're looking for something that's not the same old same old christmas carols put this disc on
0: not available anymore right it's out of print
3: multiple labels have reissued this thing over the years and there's like three or four different labels and three or four different slight cover variations available on amazon right now but uh, if you don't want to pay for it it is available on streaming and the whole record is available on youtube oh okay but as I say, I would suggest, uh, if you're looking for this record, find the three songs that they did on Dutch TV, which is kind of the origin of this whole thing. Because they're playing live is the other thing. The three songs are uh, uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Jingle Bell Rock, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They sold one copy
0: in the U.S., right?
3: If I went over to Cactus, I will bet there's probably a copy in the 5.99 dollars bin right no, now. Oh, and you didn't buy no. it? I actually have two copies of this, but do I need more than two copies of this?
0: <laughs> no, you need more than three. That's the question.
1: Uh, I've just found it on CD. I'll send you a link, Lonnie, so you can add it to your collection. I want the splatter version of it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And here are the credits, the names of the actual people who were involved in this. Let's see how my Dutch is. Uh, arranged by Soren Dahlberg, bass and vocals, the, the, the gentleman who I think is probably the best, certainly the most Beatle-like of this group, uh, Chris Paulson. Drums by someone named Paul John Calabi. You can't beat when you have both Beatles in your name.
0: Really cannot.
3: <laughs> the engineer was uh, Bo Langhoff The George, the guitars, keyboards, and vocals Are by the arranger Soren Dahlberg mm. Mastered by uh, Ollie Poulsen, P-O-U-L-S-E-N The producer is Rubber Band So the whole band And Soren Dahlberg The George is credit as being part of the band And being the producer Well, he is named George after all Additional vocals and guitar by Fleming Ronsdorf. And these O's all have the line through them. So, you know, they're Dutch O's. Not umlauts, but they have the line through the O.
0: (laughs) I've seen that on Netflix before.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now that you're reading credits on Netflix, because, well, your daughter's name is in credits on Netflix.
1: Yeah
3: all right interesting Uh, very
1: interesting go to a bar next year and you'll be finding lonnie doing all these
3: this was a fun record and like i say it's certainly not going to replace mainstream christmas carols but it's fun that it's out there and it's a it's an interesting listen some of them were really good some of them were not so good but even the not so good ones are worth the listen
0: and this is our christmas special
3: (laughs) well i mean you know lonnie's already said he's gonna do the the solar standing there at Lights in the Heights next year.
0: That's right. He's going to do Rockin' Around
3: the Christmas Tree at Lights in the Heights next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the Rio band, they're a reasonably well-known cover band. They've actually started doing some of these in their own Christmas set. They're wow. covers of these arrangements mm-hmm. in there, uh, on YouTube as well.
0: And my set that we did, set one, uh, in, the, uh, in this uh, Lights in the Heights festival that we did a couple of weeks ago, it is on YouTube now. So just look oh, up cool. Lights in the Heights 2023.
3: If you're wondering, that's something that is done every year. Is a region of town uh, here in Houston is known as the Heights. And what they do every year is they get all the houses to put up decorations and lights and things. And on one Saturday evening in particular, they, some of them will invite musicians out to come and play either in front of or inside. Uh, on the porch or somewhere even inside the house. Were you inside the house this year or were you on the driveway? We are on the porch, on the porch,
0: out of the rain. It was raining Mm -hmm. that particular night. (laughs) It's a family outing. It's a family event.
3: In addition to the Darren Murphy co-op Christmas show, Beatles Christmas show that a link has been posted to, he and his sister just did their annual Houston christmas show live from a bar here called the mucky duck which is a houston tradition it's been going on for over 30 years and that is also available pro shot streaming it's worth your time oh i'm gonna check that one out that should be good merry christmas to everybody any last thoughts as people are finishing unwrapping their presents and getting ready to go watch the prices ride right or something martin
1: movie crumbling
3: Keep safe, folks. <laughs> Cherish your time
0: with your folks. And live each day as is there. there's no tomorrow.
3: Mary Krimble. <laughs> Gary Memble to you. <laughs> Betty Grable, dear Christmas. Happy birthday, me too. Nice. All right. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take care. Well, this is our last show of the year. Next week is going to be our first show of 2024, and we're going to be looking back at... Twenty twenty three. Talk to you then. Be safe, folks. Subscribe to When They Was Fab on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever finer podcasts are found. Please join our Facebook group and we could be reached at When They Was Fab and on Gmail. The opening theme was written, produced, and recorded by Jay Young Kim, Beaster Famine Studios. San Francisco, California.
2: How
0: uh, about a special message, friends,
2: George? George? Yeah, a very, very happy Christmas and send me jacket back. It's <laughs> cold.
1: Uh, John. Uh, Gary Krimble and many Rudolph. Ringo.
2: Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, see you soon. <laughs> oh. uh, lots of luck and uh, many presents and uh, happy Crimble. That's uh, all I think. With
3: a song for Christmas. How about
2: okay. that? Uh, Gary Crimble to you, Gary Crimble to you, Gary Crimble, dear Rudolph, Gary Crimble, me too. Do the reindeer, had a very shiny
1: nose. How many shiny nose? All right. Okay. Happy, well, Christmas. All happy Christmas. All the best. Thank you. Happy
2: Free. I tell you one thing, there's sickness going on and there's some good people doing work in hospitals, but they've got no bread to do it on. Not only are they working in a miserable condition with sick people, but they're, they're scraping the barrel for funds to keep going.